Today we celebrate what is known as Trinity Sunday, a day on which we celebrate a central dogma of Christian theology. The doctrine of the Trinity was formulated only in the early third century, and it is based on scripture only by indirect inference. It attempts to put into words the very nature of God, one God, who is at the same time three persons, who although they are each distinct and different, are still somehow at the same time co-eternal and of one being. The doctrine of the Trinity is in effect an heroic attempt, a heroic human attempt to put into words a sublime reality of this divine life that is ours. It's beyond words. It's beyond intellect. It's beyond thinking. So I thought I might begin today by talking about music. In 1960, Joao Gilberto first recorded what became known as a jazz standard known as the One Note Samba. It's a piece that has since been recorded by any number of jazz greats, including Charlie Bird, Duke Ellington, Ella Fitzgerald, Dizzy Gillespie, Stan Getz, and Vince Guaraldi, to name just a few. There is, however, one small detail worth noting. This one-note samba is not one note. The first few measures of the piece do indeed consist of one note played repeatedly over a descending pattern of chords, but the melody in the first section is actually made up of two notes. You can count them. And then the next section, the bridge, is really a series of ascending and descending runs, and throughout it all, those many different notes are, of course, surrounded by a variety of chord progressions and harmonies that make lots of room for all kinds of improvisation, seemingly endlessly. That's the point. Music, this sublime human expression, this experience that has been called the language of the angels is simply not one note. That's its beauty. Just think of it. The infinite, the infinite variety, the vastly different and incredibly diverse elements that come together dynamically in the present moment to make up this thing that we call music. It's amazing. There's sound, obviously. Notes played of shorter and longer duration, but there's also silence. Silence is as much a part of music as sound, rests, pauses, moments of hesitation. And, and there's also 
space, the vertical distances, so to speak, between pitches, separating pitches one from another, an entire range of intervals between notes that actually make melody possible and create both dissonance and harmony, tension and resolution. Interesting, isn't it? Sound and silence. Proximity and distance. Space and time. Tension and resolution. All of it one. All of it part of the whole. All countless possible combinations of an infinite variety of notes that can be given expression by any number of human instruments, all having their unique qualities and given voice by those with their own unique abilities and sensibilities. And when all those separate and individual voices do indeed come together in right relationship, sound and silence and space and time and proximity and distance and tension and harmony create music, the language of the angels. You beginning to see where this might be going? One and many. That's it. Unity in diversity. Individual, yes, but unique and wonderfully diverse and all interrelated, all interconnected, all interdependent and inseparable, all incomplete without the other. All an ongoing dynamic, moving, present, waiting to be seen and heard and honored and brought into right relationship in order to become the thing of beauty that it is divinely created to be. This is life. The music of the Trinity, the divine reality of all creation. You know, this morning we read the entire first chapter of the book of Genesis. Thank you, Cheryl, very much. Well done. It's that story of this divine life that we call creation. There's two ways to really read it. One way is to read the story in the past tense, as if it's an artifact of an ancient and unsophisticated people trying to describe the way in which a divine something called God created another something called the world at some unspecified time in the distant past, in which case the first chapter of Genesis is not a very life-giving story at all, but frankly boring. 
a kind of deadly tail. No movement to it. No variety. No diversity. No complexity. Just an accomplishment. Checked off God's to-do list. One day at a time. One through seven. Stagnant. Lifeless. Or, conversely, we can choose to enter into that same story ourselves in the present tense. Try it that way. God speaks. God is speaking here, now. Let there be. Love speaks creation here and now. The very utterance and self-expression of this divine and unfathomable love is itself creation, is birth, is life, is sustenance, is nurture, is all of creation coming into being and growing and manifesting and passing into eternity right here, right now, light and darkness, day and night, morning and evening and earth and water and sun and rain. Just had to work that in. Seas and skies, plants and seas, trees with fruit, the sun, the moon, the stars, creatures walking upon the earth, you and me, or swimming in the seas, or soaring through the air, birds and cattle and fish, even creeping things as the story goes. All of it, all of it, large or small, frail or strong, visible or invisible, near or far, all of it, all of these notes, all of these notes, the spontaneous, ongoing, and immediate self-expression of the divine love that is creation, that is you, that is me. All of it expressing and recreating itself over and over and over again, all of it diverse and seemingly infinite in its variety, all interrelated, all interdependent, all of it, all of it, one. One. One God. One love. The source of all. And all of it, in every moment, very, 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 very good. OMG.
happy face emoji. That's the opening movement to all of the Holy Scripture. That's the beginning. That's the vision. That's the lens through which we are challenged to see and to take in and to respond to this thing that we have been given, this miracle that is called life. That's the same vision, too, that marks the very beginning of the Christian faith and life. There is one body and one spirit, we say, in the opening acclamation of baptism. There's one body and one spirit, one hope in God's call to us, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all. These two are the words of Holy Scripture. They are Paul's words from the fourth chapter of the letter to the Ephesians. The operative word, let me give you a hint. There's just one. One, 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 one. But that passage doesn't stop right there either. It goes on. Paul goes on. One God and Father of all, and I love this piece. One God and Father of all that is above all and in all and through all. There you are. Amen. Hallelujah. That's the dance of the Trinity. One love moving in and through and among all of this divine creation in all of life's unique and diverse manifestations right here, right now, in this present. Not one note, please. Not even a collection of separate and neurotic and isolated little notes, but music. The music of the Trinity, the language of the angels, a symphony weaving its way through all of us, the one love who holds us all in being and invites each of us and all of us just to listen and to begin to move with it, to play our part with all, and in turn, to be beautiful. Amen.